Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. That's what you said. I didn't mean to repeat it. I'm Hamish. And I'm Tiffany. And uh, thank you very much for listening to our episodes. This is pretty much our first time yeah. like meeting up since we've gone live. Yeah. We've had some positive feedback so far. Yeah. People yeah. seem to find the last episode actually quite scary, which I'm yeah. happy about. Um, well, I found it quite scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have grown as people, yeah. uh, literally, because we both had birthdays. Yeah. Um, we've had Halloween. We yeah. have survived. Did you do anything for Halloween? Um, I went to a friend's house and we watched uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil and Planet Terror. Very Um, I really liked Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. It was very funny and sweet. I didn't expect it to be sweet, but I cried a few times. <laughs> it was really, really lovely. Um, and Planet Terror was interesting. When's it? I've not heard of it. When's it? Um, it's from it's from like two thousand nine. I'd oh. seen it before, but this is the first time we have watched it, and I noticed that it's a Harvey Weinstein film starring. Oh, no. Rose McGowan as oh, the no. lead actor, so I felt really oh, weird. Don't really know anything oh. more than that, but she's really good in it. It's the one when she has a um, gun for a leg. Oh. <laughs> I, didn't, her, I didn't have it before, so her gets, that's, that's news to me. Her leg gets eaten off by zombies, and then she replaces it with a machine gun. <laughs> oh. It's kind of like a comedy, pulpy, yeah. exploitation-y yeah. kind of fun fest. Um, maybe not so much anymore. <laughs> maybe not so much anymore. No, no. I think I'll be back next. Yeah. Um. What did you do on Halloween? I did. I didn't do anything. I watched Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gilmore Ghouls. Yeah, Gilmore Ghouls. Uh, yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. I didn't like. I didn't do anything for my birthday. Um. No, I had a spooky cake that I shared with. Yes. Twitter. You sent it to me, and I thought your mum had just made you a spooky cake, and yeah. I didn't realise it was your birthday, and I was like, oh, that's nice, and then I was like, yeah. oh, it's your birthday. Um, but I only wonder if us both having October birthdays is part of the reason why we have such yeah. spooky tastes. Yeah, I think maybe, like, you kind of are more aware of it, because you're celebrating yourself during that time. <laughs> Like your your parties might be spooky themed. Oh yeah, all the decorations you can buy, all the shops, the film stuff. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, you showed me pictures of your party when you were younger. Yeah, my eighth birthday party. Where (laughs) it was like a coven of witches. (laughs) Yeah, my friends came around. Mum did a really good job, like decorating, and like she like you can't see it in that picture. There were like fake cobwebs all down our hall, (laughs) our flat, and there was a ghost coming out there. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I didn't get any sweets because everyone else got there first, which was kind of depressing on your own birthday. <laughs> There's a very embarrassing video of me having a birthday when I was about eight, or maybe younger, 
and everyone's having fun and eating and whatever, and like everyone's having a good time, and I'm sat in the corner clapping my hands, going like, "Everyone, be quiet! <laughs> we need to do things in the right order," and like it's just mortifying. But I've chilled out in my post. As soon as I hit puberty, I actually like chilled out. I wasn't, I wasn't so entitled and stressful, and um, yeah. I don't. I know how to spooky party, but my mum took Halloween very seriously, um, and would often like completely redecorate. That's cool. Um, one of our rooms when we're at school that day, yeah. and we'd come home, and she'd like change the light bulbs to be like red. And oh god. Um, she also did. You know the witch's body. What do you mean the witch's body? It's a game. Oh no. Okay, so my. Mum did this game, which she called The Witch's Body, and she'd turn off all the lights and it'd be pitch black, and she'd tell us the story all about a witch who was hung, drawn, and quartered. Oh, gosh. Um, well, not a hundred years ago, but, like, maybe 500 years ago. And then she'd pass us things and say, and these were her eyes, oh. and these were her... This was her hair, and this was her spleen. <laughs> and the thing is, what you're supposed to do is you're meant to get, you're meant to like peel grapes and say, oh, these right. were her eyes, and you go, ah, and then you turn on the lights. Yeah. And my mum is a, was a professional chef. So instead, <laughs> she helped, she gave us lamb eyes and like a, a real heart. Oh my god, that's and, nasty. Like, or she, she'd make mm. everything fake, and then the last one would be, be like a heart, yeah. and then she'd turn on the lights and oh, be like, ah! Um, she went all out. Oh god, did you go trick or treating? The first time I went trick-or-treating, I was way too old to be trick-or-treating, and um, yeah, I felt a bit weird. I was like 13 or 14, uh, and it was in a, you know, in the UK, it was in a neighbourhood where no one yeah. really knew what was going on, and we were lucky if we got anything. Yeah. I went, like, a few times as a kid, but, like, because my immediate area, I live in, like, enclosed flats. Yeah. So, like, you can't go door-to-door, really. You have to like buzz in to get into each block. <laughs> that kind of <laughs> so press buttons, trick or treat isn't really yeah. what you do. And also, like most people, I'm like the youngest one there, so um, a lot of the oldies don't really do it. Well, they don't do anything. Mm. I think they'd be very confused and frightened if some people were demanding food from them. Yeah, I mean, my my family typically is always like uh stop americanization yeah. of everything but halloween's the one thing which i really wish we'd yeah well, go like, full out on i feel people being like oh it's just americans trying to make more money out of holidays and kind of wrong like because we had halloween before mm. america like got pop, pop, pop culture kind of took off like people were did used to do things like turn it jack-o'-lanterns yeah yeah <laughs> and it's just it wasn't such a big of a deal i think um i think uh, guy fawkes was always the bigger thing yeah there, wasn't it you had penny for the guy and stuff yeah i remember building at school every like class built a different guy and then we all threw it on the fire and it wasn't meant to look it wasn't allowed to look like a teacher <laughs> um but there was always a theme, and I remember one time we made a Teletubby one. <laughs> Which Teletubby was it? I think it was a, um amalgam, oh. royalty-free, like, oh, like orange fusion, one. Fusion Teletubby. Yeah. Um, but 
it, that's our own weird tradition. Yeah. You know, burning the effigy of a person who's been dead for hundreds of years. Um, but it's fun. I'm going to one on uh, Sunday. They actually have a big bonfire. I hope so. It's in the local parks the first year we've been here. Oh, that's funny to do on the way here. Yeah, yeah. the weird bridge. Um, so I'll report back for all of you uh, Guy Fawkes fans listening. <laughs> but um, just because Halloween's over doesn't mean that we're over. We're going to yeah. keep the spooky going all year it's, round. It's never, it's never over. It's Halloween 24-7, 365. Like, dead people always exist. Yeah, so <laughs> it's not like ghosts. all around the year. Yeah. Um, I think it's better to stock up on Halloween decorations. Yeah. And then just, like, put them out when people are least expecting them. And that's to how, that's how to really scare them. We should do Halloween at Christmas. I saw something slightly disturbing on my walk home, um, on Halloween. Is it the sauce? <laughs> no. The sauce is back, by the way. I told Twitter <laughs> that barbecue sauce is there. It's real. And you've, you've not seen it yet. I've not seen it. No. I've seen that photo. No. You'll see it on the way back. Yeah. It's just... It's just disappointing. Anyway, um, I saw a lot of, like, Halloween, like, pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns. And then, in next to some, like, next to people's doors. Yeah. Uh, or, like, their little gate into their little yeah. door area. And then next to someone's house was a dead fox. Oh. But it was still, like, creepy and orange, so it was kind of on theme. But it was, like... <laughs> Really stiff, and point. it was like really stiff and oh, ugh, really sad and horrible. And I actually yeah. freaked out walking past it because I didn't know if it was going to either that... explode of maggots well, or no. wake up. Yeah, I've seen a dead fox walking when they had a dog. We walked him and came across one that was disgusting. Mm. Um, yeah, and they have little bugs crawling over it. Yeah. decomposing. It's not there anymore, so it's someone moved it. I mean, I don't think I'd want something di- like. Watching on my doorstep. But it was on your doorstep, would you move it? Well, someone would have to move it. Yeah. Like, would it be you? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't touch it. Get the dustpan and mop. <laughs> I don't know, you just like... Kick it. You, no, like if you like got several layers of like bags and then kind of scooped it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't want to touch it. Okay. Get like a shovel. <laughs> yeah, shovel it. I don't have a shovel. Okay, I'll call you if um, there's a dead fox somewhere. I've dealt with dead birds this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think something's going on because we, we live in the first floor of flat. And I got told off by my mum because I said it was a bad omen. <laughs> 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 but, um, basically, we have a balcony and it has glass sides. Mm-hmm. But, um, so you get like the odd bird that just like flies into it and dazes itself and flies off. But we've had like five small birds like just found dead on our balcony this year and, like I have to keep taking them down to like this area of trees and like burying them <laughs> um but yeah so but like birds like fly into your house is it meant to be a bad is like a bad omen like I've heard it before mm. but um yeah I'm not allowed to mention that anymore <laughs> <laughs> well you know let me know of any mm. horrific tragedies that mm. befall your family and mm. uh we'll try and link it back yeah. and prove something um, do you know which one of us is going first? I think it might be me, because you did the first one, and I did the second one, so I'm even numbers. Okay. This is episode four. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So you're first? Yeah. <gasps> okay. 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 Oh. I just get to sit down and okay. listen and prepare yeah. myself mentally. But. So, so I, 
say this one I sort of it's based on last year I went to Edinburgh at the end of a road trip with my dad mm-hmm. and we went on one of these ghost tours because they have like loads of them in Edinburgh and uh, we went on this one in the vaults and I've been to this place and we didn't experience anything but it was really creepy and like at the end of the tour when you have to like turn all the torches off and they tell you the story and like they say that like that this thing could be there and I was seriously freaked out. I did not want to like open my eyes in the dark because mm. I was just like, no. Um, yeah, so I can vouch for the creepiness of this place. This is called the South Bridge Entity. <gasps> I'm going to move. Are you moving the laptop? Blah, blah, blah. Not too quiet. No, I just, I think in general, you're closer than me. And I'm, well, I'm just thinking I'm noisier than you. Not victim blame. Okay. <laughs> victim blame. <laughs> and. Okay. Um, so I just like to say my main source for this is a book called The Town Below the Ground by Jan Andrew Henderson. And also a website, which I didn't write down. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. sorry to whose information I plagiarised. Um, so some like, background for this. The Southbridge vaults are chambers in the 19 arches of the Southbridge in Edinburgh and were completed in 1788. The Southbridge crosses from the Old Town um, to the south side, but it's also Edinburgh's first purpose-built shopping street. Mm. Um, if you haven't, have you been up there? I've been to Edinburgh. Yeah, it's like mega old, as you know, it's all on a hill. <laughs> it's mega old. It's mega old and it's on a hill. Um, I got proposed to in Edinburgh. <gasps> I didn't know that. I said yes. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, well, I knew that. <laughs> uh, you didn't know who proposed to me. Um, could have just been walking down the street. Yeah, I actually sent um, Lydia, my Canadian friend, photos of some of the buildings in Edinburgh because she loved her fascination is with like really beautiful old architecture yeah. that is now a Boots or is like <laughs> now a Specsavers yeah, or that's a McDonald's. Quite strange. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, the. Uh... There's like one arch is visible, and the rest is like all enclosed behind tenement buildings, and the extra floors are used were used for industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so inside, there's like all these dark, airless, vaulted chambers that were built in, and they blocked in arches to maximize space. Um, so there's workshops above the ground, and then underground was all storage. Um, but the bridge had been built on a tight budget from recycled stones from they demolished basically where all the poor people lived in Cowgate um, and they just used all the stones from that so it had never been waterproofed and it began to leak and so businesses were like can't deal with that like, you didn't want your fruits moulding <laughs> and getting wet so um as the so then instead like all the like the poorest section of society moved into these now vacant vaults. There's like, um, there are Highlander refugees and also like criminals, like body snatchers. I think was, was it Burke and Hare? Yeah, yeah. I think they they were people like them were hanging out in mm. these vaults. Um, but because these people weren't supposed to be there, there isn't actually much documentation on them. But you know they're there because they left stuff behind, like toys and old medicine bottles and household bits mm. so lots of people like crammed into these awful damp dark spaces of no light no air no ventilation no sanitation they just got worse and worse and then after like 30 years since the bridge was opened they just 
closed it and abandoned it because it just got so bad, even the poorest of the poor couldn't deal with living there anymore. Um, and then they just filled it all in with rubble to discourage more spotters. But then in the 80s, um, they did excavation and tours started in the 90s. Mm -hmm. um, and that was when people started having experiences. Ooh. Here we go. Here's the experiences. Yeah. Get ready. So in June 95, two Australian, two Austra Australian like backpackers, they're called Susan Harvey and Susan Douglas, and they're visiting the vaults. The two seasons. Two seasons, you could say. <laughs> they stood in the vault doorway and they suddenly felt abnormally chilled. Now, it's just a caveat here. The Even though vaults sounds like a chilly place, these vaults were not normally chilly. Like, the rest of the place was warm. Then one of them became overcome with severe nausea. And as she, as, as she tried to progress further into the vault, it was so bad she staggered and almost fell over. So her friend, the other season, <laughs> put an arm to steady her, but then she screamed, and she quickly backed away. No one else could see anything there, but two of the other visitors put their arm into the doorway, and that one space was so cold it was painful, even though the rest of the vault was temperate. Mm -hmm. In December of that same year, Polish student named, forgive me, Polish people. <laughs> I think it's Maja? Maya? Szenowicz? Something. I'm sorry. Started. <laughs> we can never go there. Started shivering violently and then fainted when standing in a vault corner. Behind her, there was a three foot long patch of wall that was ice cold. March 96, Canadian John Stone fell unconscious seconds after complaining the air around her. Oh, not John, Jodie, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> after complaining the air around her was freezing. A month later, two Americans, Maggie Baker and Betsy Denton, had the exact same experience. Hello, these like ladies coming to visit this place with their friends. Just... Know, just girls now. Yeah. So then after this, the Association for Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena investigated, but they found no conclusions. So it's 96. A staff party was visiting on a night out, organised by the office manager, Anne Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> the party entered one of the smaller vaults until Anne's, oh, and Anne stood at the back of, as the guy started talking. All of a sudden, a loud sobbing was heard, and the group turned to see Anne crying on the floor, clutching her head. Ooh. They had to take her out and call an ambulance. After recovering, she explained how she had come over freezing, and something grabbed the back of her head, forcing her down. Yikes. But what she didn't know, three days before this, a middle-aged woman complained of the same thing, which she didn't... She didn't tell anyone because she didn't want to make a fuss. <laughs> I think Invisible Elsa mm. is terrorising the place. Yeah, and several other visitors have also felt icy fingers touching their head, which is absolutely disgusting. Did you read this before going there, or...? No, but, like, they, the tour guide basically said similar stuff to this, but I couldn't remember off by heart, which is why I did research as well. <laughs> September of 96... 
the boy fell unconscious after. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> after feeling something cold, holding onto his head. So two out of three of the experiences have happened in one vault that is colder than the rest, which they tend they tend to be fairly mild. And this vault is known. Wait for it. You'll be really surprised by its name. The Haunted Vault. <laughs> Shocking, I know. This is the main place where all this activity is taking place. Um, so back in 95 again, in this particular vault, a psychic refused to go in, the, go in, claiming it was possessed. Torches were most likely to go out in there, and it's where the cold doorway from the two seasons experience was. The two seasons. Two seasons. Strange lights also appeared there. So you put the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. July of 95, a middle-aged woman became frantic and and shot her way through the crowd out of the vault, thrashing in at the air and shouting, Get away from me! Uh-huh. She swore hands kept grabbing at her, even though she hadn't been standing near anyone. In the same month, an American backpacker on tour had begun swearing in the middle of the tour tour guide's story about the haunted vault. Everyone else swung their torchlight around to the backpacker. He was bent over backwards, clawing at the air behind him. All the stuff in his rucksack was flying out. He twisted about to see he was emptying his bag, but he soon realised that no one was behind him. He spent, he spent the rest of the tour next to the guide. Aww. A month later, an 11-year-old visitor came out of the vault with blood all down his arm. Oh. He said something from above in the darkness of the haunted vault had scratched him, and he just thought it was a prank by the tour company. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a prank, you yeah. know, violence against the tour guide. Yeah. Uh, not a great business model. No. To attack yeah. small children. Yeah, let's just scratch every, like, tenth person horribly. <laughs> Another time, an elderly gentleman insisted on bringing his dog with him in, as it was his constant companion. He carried the terrier that was quiet until he tried to go into the haunted vault. The dog started howling and trying to get away, only relaxing when it was sure they are far away from the vault. Mm-hmm. So, here's another person. Marion Duffy and her husband and... Their, their six-year-old daughter, Claire, were on their visit to Edinburgh. Is that our first example of a woman who's named and the husband isn't? Yes. Her husband. Yeah. I love it. He's just the husband. I love it. Yeah. Feminism. <laughs> this is their first visit to the city. And she really wanted to visit the vault, but she thought her six-year-old would be too scared. Claire, however, said she would be perfectly not afraid. Brave six-year-old. The husband went to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> he was having none of it. So they're on the tour and Marion is actually more terrified than her six-year-old, who is fine. Mm-hmm. Then they get to the haunted vault and Claire starts getting a bit more scared when she goes closer to her mum during the guide's story. Then the guide tells everyone to turn off their torches. Is that what they did with you? Yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> no. It doesn't sound great. No. I find the idea that everyone has an individual torch also quite unnerving. Well, I think when we did it, you could just use your phone. 
Yeah. Modern. Um, so she had her daughter gasp and she felt her small hand grab hers. The tour guide finished the story and asked everyone to turn their torches back on. Just before the lights came back, however, the hand in Marion's tightened. So much so, she yelled in pain, which caused it to squeeze even harder. Mm. When the lights were back on, Marion looked down to glare at her daughter, who wasn't there. Claire mm. was 15 feet away, looking very confused. When the lights went out, Claire thought she had grabbed her mum's hand and had been led away before withdrawing when the lights came back on. Oh my god. Yeah. That's uh, that's given me the the cry tears. Yeah. The cry tears. The spooky tears. <laughs> oh no, I don't like that. No. Then, April '96, a group of about thirty people were in the haunted vault, and it was like it's not a very. I mean, it's big when you've got a small group, but thirty people—that's cramming them in there. So all these people were squished up and have to touch the walls. Halfway through the guide's talk, four men, who didn't know each other, they had only met in the tour, they were squashed onto the left-hand side of the vault into the corner, and they all fell on the floor screaming. They all said um, they had been punched in the back of the head through the wall. Jesus. Yeah. So after all these various experiences, the guys realised that the entity, which is what they're they're referring to it now, mm. as any attacked woman standing on the left side of the vault. So they thought, well, if a woman just stand on the right, it'll be fine. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because now the entity attacked the guides instead. Oh, God. So in the span of four months, three female tour guides were knocked over and hit. They need more of those signs that say, please do not harass our staff, mm. ghosts. Um, so, and they, this wasn't in their contract. They just let parties stand where they wanted. <laughs> so, over time, sightings have lessened. But this is as those in Greyfriars Kirkyard have increased. What was it about the 90s that made the haunted vault so well, hot ticket the for ghosts? Well, the theory is that entities are a kind of ghost that they haunt places so much as people. Mm-hmm. And... Originally, the the uh, vaults were the only ghost tours that were going on. But then later, um, tours are going to the churchyard. So basically, they think as more guides were going over from <laughs> the vaults to the churchyard, the entity, whatever it was, followed those mm. guides. And they think it's the ghost of Bloody Mackenzie who... I think we should cover him in another episode because it's like so much and there's a really long story about him to do with the Kirkyard. But basically he imprisoned like hundreds of Covenanters who, and his house was by the South Bridge, so I think he was haunted there. And then he is buried in the Kirkyard, mm-hmm. so they think now he's annoyed that people have been disturbing him <laughs> there as well, so that's why he followed them. Over to the churchyard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is the uh, Southbridge entity. Very well done. The image of children willingly going off into mm. spooky I have a darkness. spooky story that wasn't in that book that was mentioned 
on my tour, mm. which really freaked me out, was they mentioned how one woman, she was pregnant on a tour, and she felt like she ran out panicked. And it's because she felt like a hand was grabbing into her. Oh. And I, th- I think a theory was basically that um, they used to have um, baby farmers mm. in the vaults when they're being lived in. And so I think there's like a ghost of a horrible. And that's also like why they, a lot of like children have to be careful. <laughs> but do you know? Do you know what baby baby farmer is? I do. Yeah. Thanks to Ghost Watch. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> um, but do our listeners? Um, just to like briefly explain, like they used to be, I guess, predominantly women, probably, who they would agree to take on other people's like poor poor people's babies um, and they make out like they're going to look after it um, when these mothers who were too poor to but in fact they would just basically take the money and then kill the baby mm. um, and it's just really horrible yeah, yeah. Um, that's how you get a haunting mm. you know set up a baby farming business yeah. you're like haha people in the 90s are gonna get super haunted <laughs> by me um that's nightmarish. Yeah. Um, takes a lot for me to care about children. <laughs> like, <laughs> not really, but like, you know, things about my baby and things like that mm. don't quite work on me because I'm not a parent. Yeah. Um, kids kind of creep me out more than ghosts do sometimes. But that kind of image of turning on your torch and realizing, like, if you'd left it a bit longer, like, where would she have gone? Yeah. And it's like what grabbed the mum's hand because uh. she felt it pinching like she only looked down at her daughter right afterwards because she thought her daughter was like squeezing her hand really painfully and then there's nothing there Black. like what 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 was going on <laughs> <laughs> well congratulations on that chilling tale both literally and figuratively yeah um and I should type them, but I, I just don't. Why bother? Um, I type them out. because I. sorry to Poland. Sorry to Poland. Um, yeah, I've avoided foreign countries for that uh, reason. <laughs> I know I'd get things wrong. Um, right. So, okay. Are you? Is this the one you said you felt like you stole from me? I felt a little bit like I stole from you. Um, because... My tale is called The Witch of Joshua Ward House. I've not heard of this one, but it sounds good. Okay, so there's... Yeah. Okay, right. So, a lot of this information comes from the website Road Trippers. I think because this house still stands, which is different to a few of the other stories I've told where I'm like, I don't really know if a house exist anymore or ever existed uh but this one definitely does i actually couldn't find any information about why it's called the joshua ward house i'm guessing someone called joshua ward lived there at some point or built it i think so but he's not mentioned in my uh eclectic history of the house um so if i told you that this house was haunted by the ghost of a witch you'd probably think that that was the spookiest thing going on in this house But what if it was also haunted by the person who killed that witch? (gasps) 
Let me take you to a little town called Salem. <gasps> Heard of it? Yeah. Um, not the cat from the popular television program Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but the actual town itself. How do I not know this? It's a good one. I okay. I'm <laughs> on a tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe this one was a separate tour. because uh, there's so much there's so much to say about the Joshua Ward house, um, which uh, is built on the foundations of the house that once belonged to Sheriff George the Strangler Corwin. George Corwin. Um, let's call him the Strangler because I like because basically he's a big dick. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, um, he was the high sheriff during the Salem witch trials, and he signed the warrants for the arrest and hanging of all twenty uh, men and women. During that period. Yeah. He was the one who basically did that. Yeah. Um, he tortured people uh, to get them to confess. Um, his preferred method was to... And I could never... I can't visualise this, but I looked... I checked multiple websites. He was... He tied people's necks to their ankles until mm. their blood poured out of their nose. Oh. So I guess... You're kind of like hunched over. Like you're just bent. Yeah. And then... You can't get up, so then all the blood rushes out of your nose. To like the bottom of... Yeah. It, That's odd. Basically, um, they would confess. Yeah. Because that was really, really horrible to be like that. And then uh, that doesn't seem like a particularly uh, concrete way of finding witches. Um how we're, so he would torture them until they confessed and then they would face trial. Mm. Um, however, um, an accused witch called Giles Corey. Yes! Yes? Yes, I know about him. Yeah. Yes. Good. I know what happened to him. Uh, <laughs> he was tortured to death slowly over uh, three days via pressing. Yes! <laughs> Don't you know, it's so, so excited. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Giles is a little bit of a torture celebrity. Um, he is. Pressing is when you're laid down um, a big wooden frame or like door type thing yeah. is put on top of you and slowly one by one uh, weights are applied yeah. until you are squished. squished. But you're not, this is a torture method, you're not supposed yeah. to die this way. Um, however, Corey did die and his last words were more weight yeah. as he refused to give information about the other witches. Um, which is sad, but you'll be happy to know that uh, the sheriff, George Strangler Corwin, died at age 30 um, from a heart attack. Um, oh, that's young for a heart attack. Can I show you a picture of what he looks like? Yeah. Because this does not look like a man who died at 30. No? Oh, God. Like, he looks... Torturing people who ages you. <laughs> yes. Um, he does not... He's not the most youthful-looking man. Um... He's got, he's got that receiving hairline. Yeah, he looks about 90. Um, uh, a Salem resident named Philip English, who the Strangler had accused of witchcraft during the trials, but who hadn't been put to death. Um, that man had had his property seized by him. Mm. Um, and when... Uh, Sheriff George died, he actually laid claim to his corpse as, like, payment for his stolen property and everything like that. Um, he kept his corpse until he was reimbursed for his lost property, 
and then he was allowed to be buried in the basement of his house, mm. where he tortured everyone. Mm. So we're concocting a nice yeah. haunting situation here. Um, so this is definitely a great place to build a house, thought Joshua Ward, I assume, <laughs> who we assume built the house. Um they should have called it Spooksville, USA, <laughs> is what I've written in my notes. Um, George Washington stayed there in the George in the Joshua Ward house, apparently. Uh, he's famous. Uh, <laughs> he, would he have been before or after? This is after. Uh, sorry. So his house, he was buried in the basement. His house fell yeah. due to age and was a, a new house. The Joshua hey. Ward house was built on top of it which George Washington stayed in. And George Washington actually requested to stay in that house when he visited Salem. I think he was a... a I think he was a creep like us. Um, Anyway. Uh, The reason that the Strangler was buried in the basement um, was that his family thought that if he was buried in the church, his body would be uh, desecrated by the angry town folk. Who hated him? Because the thing about the Salem witch trials is that no one was really like happy they were happening. Yeah. It's not like the people in Salem were like, "Yeah, finally we're yeah. free of riches." They're all just like, "Shit, what, yeah. what can I do to not be turned in?" Um, so they did eventually move his body from the basement because then they were also scared of the house being like new builders yeah. finding it or whatever. Um, but I think they left him in there long enough to cause an atmosphere. The bones to settle and his yeah. ghost to start the shop. Um, so it's safe to say the house was built on pretty sinister foundations. Uh, <laughs> 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 and it still stands, you can still visit there. Um, so both Giles Corey, um, Mr. Squash to Death, <laughs> and the Strangler, the Sheriff, are said to haunt the place. Um, people have felt that they've been choked by invisible hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, Giles Corey is said to kick over trash cans, pull books off shelves, and create cold spots. Candles are also said to light themselves on fire and burn out at night, if you leave them there. So we should go with a bunch of Yankee candles and wake up to such lovely smells. <laughs> okay, um, however... There is one more ghost that haunts the place. It's perhaps its most famous ghost because it's been caught on camera. And I'm going to show you a picture in a second. Um, A realtor named... uh, I'm sure I must have written Derek, but I've written Dalek. (laughs) (laughs) You're a podcast confused. So uh, a realtor named Dalek Lewinsky um, was... (laughs) I mean, I think I think some people probably think realtors are pretty much Daleks. Um, that sounds like a great comedy sketch, being shown around a house by a Dalek. Just bungalows. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, but they'll never live it down. Okay. Uh, he was taking photos for an upcoming listing of the house, um, and he maintains that the place was completely empty when he was doing this. However, when he... When his photos were developed, stood in the doorway was this. <gasps> ah! I a, don't like it. <laughs> no. 
Do you want to describe? It's, it's, it's a, like a figure in this huge black coat, I assume, with a dark hood, or maybe it's hair, and then they've got pale white hands. Yeah. And their face, like, you can't really see it, but it looks quite scary from the blurriness. It's one of those blurry things. I couldn't find anything better. I'll put it on the Twitter, obviously. Um, but ugh, it's got sort of big... It does look either like... It could just be a mannequin in a coat. Yeah. <laughs> like, it looks like, a, it looks like a mannequin in a coat. That's still quite a creepy thing to materialise in the house. <laughs> um, yes, people believe that to be um, uh, the spirit of one of the innocent women accused of being a witch. Um, and she stands, sadly, perhaps as a sign that we must never let something like the Salem Witch Trials happen again. Mm. I like to put a moral at the end of my story. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my spectacular voyage into the world of Salem. I'm sure we will visit there again. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, it definitely is Spooks or USA. I could imagine Giles Corey doing those things in his afterlife. <laughs> yeah. It's like... From what I read of him, he sounded like quite a character, and I think he did like. He wasn't very popular. He was like he was really old, from what I remember, and they did actually um, kill him. Um, and I think he was kind of known for maybe I think it's like not paying debts or something <laughs> like. He had he'd been a bit of a character, and so I think him pettily knocking over trash cans as a ghost is yeah. probably something he would have done. I like that they credit him with crashing. Trashing over, yeah. like no one's accusing him of being the one strangling people. Yeah. I think if your name, your nickname it's is the strangler, the strangler um, it's hard to escape. No, <laughs> that stereotype about yourself. Yeah, it kind of sticks yeah. a name like that. <laughs> um, so, should we do an email? Should we read out an email? Yeah. Which one would you like to do? Uh, should we do? Let's the selection. Let's do your one because I just talked. Although yours was quite long. Yeah. Um, I'll go first because my story was quite short okay. so I'll do this and then you can do the other email next week yeah okay right uh, this is from Caleb um, at hellblazers with a Z Ooh. on Twitter um, okay it just starts it happened when I was a child oh god my uncle <laughs> My uncle had killed himself a year before in 2001. I'm so sorry. I was now 11 years old and now too afraid to go into our playroom. Why? Well, my mother had brought home her dead brother's couch. Something about that couch had always set me on edge. Maybe it was the smell. Maybe it was the gross corduroy texture of the fabric. Alright, judgy. (laughs) Um, no, in truth, it was the chill that went up my spine every time I would enter the playroom. The couch made me feel uneasy. I would sit alone with my action figures and stare at the couch um, as the room would get colder. Then I would get too scared and run upstairs. Or, when playing hide-and-seek with my cousins, I would dread hiding in the closet of the playroom uh, and see the couch in the crack of the door as I hid in the dark. It was later as the couch was moved into my old bedroom, now our storage slash spare room, that the real ghostly nature began developing. The spare room has a presence, and previously I thought it was my dead uncle, but now I don't think it is. The couch was at the back of the room, 
You could only see a bit of the bottom half of it if you peeked in, but any time I would walk past the room to use the bathroom, I felt uneasy. I would slam the door shut in the middle of the night, uh, middle of the day or night. That door had to be kept closed, because sometimes if I walked past, I would see a shadowy figure yeah. leaning over in the middle of the room, or feet sticking out from the visible edge of the couch. Because I would feel the coldest chill from the room, the only uh, room that was that cold in the entire house. If left home alone, I would never be caught dead in that room, regardless of if I needed anything inside, because I would hear mumbling from inside or banging on the walls. <sighs> that room still feels haunted to me, and it is now where I keep all of my books, and I rush in and out of that room so I don't need to be in it any longer than I needed. You're still there? Oh my god, yeah. My cat and dog always want to go inside, but I won't let them. Sometimes my cat gets in and she places herself right where the couch used to be. But it's oh, so long gone now. And stares, unmoving, until I scurry her out. And that's the entire email. Oh, that's really weird. There's no, like, Hello. information. <laughs> it's really frightening. Thank you very much. I just, because he said, um, he doesn't think... Um, that it was his uncle. Uncle. I think. Was it? I think because that. I know people sometimes have experiences where they can like sense it's the family member and they they don't feel scared. Yeah, it's more like like reassuring. Yeah, whereas this definitely feels like ominous. I guess it's more about the room. Yeah. Do you have any have do you have like a room or anything in houses you've stayed in or lived in that you just don't like? Um. Well, where I live now is. I guess, like, we've lived there for like 20 years now, but we were the first people to ever live there. Mm. Um, so I've never felt anywhere in there um, has been horrible. But, like, um, I mean, I've seen, I woke up in a, in a holiday, I think it was a Holiday Inn or a Premier Inn in Aberdeen, and I saw, like, this figure luring like this old man just staring at me. Oh my I got, god. <laughs> so I got freaked out and just, like, hid under the covers. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Jeez, we've not even talked about our own ghost experiences. Yeah. That's horrifying. Like, it's not very long. It's just like literally, I woke up and then I saw this old man at the end of the bed, and I was like, "Nope." God, then, did you mention it in your like TripAdvisor review of no, the it Premier was, Inn? We were just staying up there because we're visiting my dad. He lives in Aberdeen. Um, <laughs> Great room service, but haunted. Yeah, but there's an old man in there. Oh, no, exercise him. Well, uh, don't like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't like being in my uh, garage, garage, whatever, garage. Um, I had this weird statue in there of like a cricketer that my dad had. And like, it just wasn't like a nice thing to be in there with. Um, and also my grandmother's attic. Attics are never good. No. Just like... Attics and basements. I think we said this before. They're just, like, <laughs> they're just not good. Because you just know that they're the place in the house you go the least. Yeah. There's no attempt to, like... And it's always where you put old stuff. Yeah. Unless things... you have a basement bedroom or something. But... Things that people don't want. Yeah. Like, I, I can't remember exactly what was wrong with it. I just always felt kind of cold and odd. And I remember one year I went to visit my grandma and she said... Oh, I've put a, I set up a bed for you in the attic so you don't have to, 
like be because the other bedroom was fine. It's just you heard the toilet, so it's just like, oh, you won't have to hear that if I like need to go to the toilet at night. And I just went, okay, I'd much rather not. I'd rather hear the toilet. I'd rather not be in the attic, please. Um, just had a everything was creaky, just bad. Um, thank you for the email. I guess yeah. we'll read out another one next time. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's been the Poltercast. Yeah. Where can people find you? Um, I am at Tiff Baxter Illis on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm at I'm Tiff Baxter on Tumblr. I'm Hamish Steele on all the things that matter. Yeah. Um, oh, and we're at the Poltercast on Twitter in general. And if you want to send in one of your spooky stories, that was really good. Yeah. Um, send it to thepoltercast at gmail.com. I also wanted to give a shout out because we haven't done so so far to Graham Waller for yeah. our theme music, which is... It's a bop. It's a bop. I think it elevates the whole podcast yeah. <laughs> to being like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's so good. Yeah, I have it on my phone. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I like listen to the start of all of our episodes quite a few times <laughs> just so I can hear it. <laughs> Um, and if you want to listen to that music, then here it is. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs>